0: And then at 23, we had a family meeting uh, with my family, my nucleus family, my mom, dad, and my two sisters. They're like, hey, we found out that pastor has doing this and he's going to step down. Two or three days later, that Sunday, the pastor up front gives the announcement. He is stepping down. And it was like, boom, gone. My grandfather, gone. My pastor, gone. My leader, gone. And... That uh, stuff. <laughs> my real name is Brian Aponte. Uh, the majority of you guys online <laughs> know me as Tommy Royale. I'm an artist, and we're just we're gonna talk a little bit of my life, uh, my testimony, and how is it that I am here and who I
1: am and what I am doing. (laughs) Tell me, how long have you been faithfully walking with Jesus? I would say, since I have memory,
0: I've been walking faithfully with Jesus since I could remember. But at the age of, I would say, 11 or 12, I was working. I was always in church. At 11 or 12, they put me in youth ministry. Um, and, and I, from there I was, I was, I've been in ministry.
1: What's, what's your religious background? Pentecostal. I don't say Pentecostal, but like Christian.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So raised Christian my whole life.
1: So your parents were raised in the church as well? Yes. Oh, actually, no,
0: no. Um, my dad was, my dad was always, his testimony is that he was raised in church, but in the street, you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Like he eventually just like left God, did his own thing. And then he has an intense, intense testimony. Like, he, like God physically came to him and he's like, hey, bro, your friends are in jail. Mm. Some have been killed. You need to fix this or else you'll end up one of the two. And then from there, he he, he turned his his ways. In. And so he was a really good example growing up of what a Christian man is. Mm. Um, it was a really good example of what an imperfect Christian man is because he was really young. Um, I was explaining that he's stepdad right but he raised me he came into my life as i was three so i consider him my father but he was 18 when he married my mom mm-hmm. and i was already three so i 18 year old imagine having a three-year-old so like uh chris uh, uh, uh he recently turned christian too. like so I was trying to figure this out trying to figure out how to be a christian but how to, fig- but how to figure out how to be a man mm-hmm. but also how to f- figuring out how to be a father so it was really there was moments where it was like like, you knew as a kid, too, you know, things aren't like, I don't know, this isn't supposed to be like this. Like, but like, he's figuring this out. and it was, it was a really interesting dynamic we had growing up.
1: Yeah. From your early days of going to the church, what is what was religion to you or just church? How do you remember it when you think back on it?
0: I would say church for me growing up was and this is why what I'm going to tell, like we're going to lead into. Like the biggest thing that happened to my life, why that season was so tough for me. Church for me was um stability. Mm. It was it was it was community, it was comfort. Having really young parents, a single mom for a portion, and then when the dad came into the picture, they were just they were just kids. Um, there was a, not a lot of stability. I went to five, six different elementary schools. We're just moving around a lot. And I've seen other kids that have done the same thing and two things happen from what I learned. One, you get really introverted. Or two, what happened with me was you just learn how to, how to talk to everybody. Mm. But with, with moving around so much, the moving houses, moving schools, moving, uh, I, I learned that my one stability was my church. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter where we went to, we always went to the same church. I always had the same pastors. my grandparents. were always, you know what I'm saying? So for me, church was comfort, was stability. Uh, was community, because uh, it was just the same people around. I never had. I was always envious of those who were like you go into high school and there's homies. They've they they we have been homies since high since elementary school. I never had that. You know what I'm saying? But I had people that we've been going to the same church forever. So that's what church was for me.
1: What you said you started to serve. In the church at 11 years old. Can yeah. you just talk a little bit more about your role? I think that's pretty incredible. At that age <laughs> you're already serving.
0: Bro, it's funny because I think back at it, I'm like, bro, I, would, I really wish we had footage of this, but bro, they put me to preach at 11. <laughs> like, no, baby, prepare una palabra. You got this. Like, prepare a word for the youth. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, but we're gonna figure this out. But it was mainly like for the first year or two, it was like I was a leader. I had my youth pastor. I was a leader, but it was more like an apprentice situation. Mm-hmm. Like, at the time, it was for the youth. It was pizza parties and games. We we're going to have a game night. Uh, so just preparing things, spreading the word out to friends uh, in school and just try to invite people. And every once in a while, I prepare a word at 11. I don't know what I was talking about. You know what I'm saying? Because I was like, I haven't experienced life, but we're going to... But God is... You know what I'm saying? My words were very like, hey, God is good mm-hmm. and he loves you. And You know what I'm saying? But like, and just obviously I developed, I feel, I'm really grateful for that because I, I, I don't know, just I feel like I was really exposed to that side of ministry at a young age and I, I really, I think it really helped me understand things now as an adult, Yeah, you know?
1: What, what can you say that uh, you ultimately learned in that, in that time, serving in the church at that young of an age?
0: I learned, this is a good thing and a bad thing. I feel like it still sticks with me. The heart of a servant. Right. I feel like at a young age, when you're taught to do things for others, like, hey, we're serving. Right. We're emulating God or Jesus. We're emulating Jesus. We're walking like Jesus. Let's let's serve as Jesus would serve. I feel like that's a really good trait to grow into. Uh, It teaches you to be selfless. So I I learned that. But also it's good and bad because now I feel like as an adult, it's something I have. a great team around me, I have great people around me who are a lot more stern than I am because I have the tendency of always like, I feel like I, I tend to overextend myself a lot mm-hmm. sometimes and I think back, I'm like, damn bro, I'm, like, I'm not really comfortable doing this. But like I said, yes yeah, so we have to say, we have to go through it and it's mm-hmm. just cause that whole like, it's a balance of it, you know? Right. But I think that's being into ministry that young, I think the heart of a servant is something that really has, has stuck with me since then.
1: When did music come into the picture? I fell in
0: love with music with, like, both my parents have been always been, again, being young, uh, my mom would show me what she would be listening to. Like, my mom was always, like, into the pop, but also, like, uh, rap, the reggaeton thing. My dad, when he came in the picture, he showed me his hip-hop side, like, because he was Puerto Rican, but raised in in the States. Mm. So he's, like, he would show me, like, Playero and all those cassettes, right? But then he would also show me, like, what's happening in hip-hop. But then he would play like, uh, and then we were Christian too, so we would play POD and like, uh, like, you know what? He was like, all right, this is this is good music. So, music came at a very young age for me. Like the love of music. Like when did I start writing? I started writing, and I remember this in third grade. Uh, I was I think one, nine, uh, and I just this art, bro. I've always wanted to be some sort of entertainer. Um, I just like creating art And I loved entertaining So I was like Writing music I wanted to be a Disney Channel star (laughs) Because I was always watching uh, I was always on Disney Channel But like Bro I think like Nine is the earliest uh, I could think of That I just wanted to
1: do art Did you ever Use those talents At your church? Or did you ever get the chance To display those talents At the church?
0: Oh 100% I was I was. My first concert was the Cara a Cara Mani Montes And Funky concert And we did the, what is it, the Lifehouse? I don't know if you guys, uh, that was back then. But Lifehouse uh, play, those who are Christian, you guys know. If you guys are raised Christian, you know. Uh, but I did like Mani Monte, Entreviene y Amado. I was rapping at church, uh, Christmas specials. I would do Christmas specials. Like, you know what I'm saying? Once the church found out what I like to do, they, they put me in there quick to, uh, <laughs> like their token rapper. As a, I, was, I was like 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. But it was like every Christmas I had a special.
1: Now you said that There was a pivotal point In your life What was that point And if you could just Expand on what happened
0: Yeah bro So this is a part where. I, so this is the hardest part To talk about Because this is So I uh, Grew up in church Church was Stability for me Church was comfort Church was My grandparents My My, my dad Was a great father He still is a great father A great friend but he was also very young so there's certain parts certain things that i'm like that my pastor was able to teach me you know uh like how to work a certain way how to walk a certain way but also it be christ-centered and so it's like i don't understand this but it's like oh but like here's here's why and I, I just learned to be a certain way i learned i learned a lot through my pastor right so he was a good example of like what uh a, a man should be in christ but also a man should be for his family and also. A public figure because he had several published books he has oh he has several published books he has his church he's uh, an attorney uh he has a uh, the first time i've ever seen a smart house i'm like bro what the heck is this like for me it was like this is it he's a uh, uh, puerto rican excellence <laughs> you know mm-hmm. so just growing up in this atmosphere i learned a lot Very important for me now i hit a season where between 20 to 23 there was just this, a season of like there's not a lot of growth happening, I feel like growth within me, growth within my now wife, like she would talk to me, like, bro, I feel like I'm not really receiving. I'm like, I know, but like, I don't know what it is, but let's keep pushing. We were in charge of the youth ministry with like two or three other leaders, but we're like, maybe it's the youth. Maybe it's like, let's let's change a few things. Maybe it's how mm-hmm. we're approaching it. Maybe it's the word. So we're just trying to figure out what's, what to change for it, it to grow. And then at 23, we had a family meeting uh, with my family my nucleus family my mom dad my two sisters they're like hey we found out that pastor has been doing this and he's gonna step down two or three days later that sunday the pastor up front gives the announcement he is stepping down and it was like yeah. boom gone my grandfather gone my pastor gone my leader gone and that's uh, tough <laughs> And it was a season thing. I'm still healing.
1: It's all right. You can take your time.
0: So, it was a, a season where, like, literally, like, everything I had, all the stability I had, it just left. And it was weird because it was my only, like... Again, moving around a lot as a kid, there was no stability. And then the one stability I had just like just disappeared, and that was tough. Mm. Um, so literally, when I tell you overnight, it was like, hey, he's gone. What are we going to do? And it was like, are we going to keep the church going, or are we just going to leave the church? And we just, we voted on it. And at 21, bro, at 21, me and 10 other people were given the church. And I literally became like, and it was a group effort, right? There was what, 11, 12 of us that were leading it now. But for me, it was like at 21, in the course of five or six days, I was given to church, 100-something people. And, bro, that was tough because I, I mean, granted, I was fresh out of, out of college. I had my, my passion for music. I wanted to keep doing music. I was working at a full-time job. I was a manager. And it was like, I was giving my 100% to being a manager at this job while finding time to pursue my music, pursue what I what I wanna do. Uh, and, and it's not just a passion, it's also a calling because I understood that God gave me, like God answered my prayers. And, and i was like, oh, I know what, I, what, what my music stuff, I know it comes from God, so I'm gonna pursue this. And it was tough balancing those two things. And then this happens and it was like, dang bro, so now I have a church that I got to take care of. I play drums at the church. So it was like, I have to do these two things. Full time manager. Um, I was on salary, bro. So I was at home. I would be 12 hour shifts, six days a week, come home. They call me, I have to dip. Mm. And then practice the songs to play on Sunday, prepare a word for the youth that Thursday or that Wednesday, and then prepare a word for Sunday. Wow. And it was just like, bro, it was a season of like, or oh, it was it was hell. Man, it was just going back to what I was telling you earlier of like what I learned through ministry and being in ministry was like that selfless act of like giving, right, of the heart of a servant. Bro, it was just constantly giving mm. to everyone, giving at my job, giving at my, what I want to do and giving at the church to where like we did that for six months, man. And it was the hardest six months of my life. It was the darkest season. After six months, we, we, we voted. Uh, to make I think the hardest decision of my life and it was just for us to say we, we can't keep doing this we ended up all voting on just closing the church yes. but like we can't um, I'm not being fed and I don't think what we're giving to the people who are still attending is being fed With the, when the pastor dipped we lost the building so like during the week we were trying to figure out which hotel has an available bar room for us to set up church and tear down church that Sunday and it was it was tough man and it was yeah, and I, I, I wasn't coping the, the right way. But then again, I wasn't being fed, but also finding ways to feed others. And it was, it was a really tough season for me. Now, on the bright side, because there is a, <laughs> a glimmer of hope uh, through that, the church closed. We voted for the church to close. And through that, I had a friend at work. Uh, his name is Ruben. He recently passed away through the COVID. But he, through that whole season, he was with me. And he was like, "Hey, bro, like, I have a church uh, to go to that, it, like, we would like for you to come to. Like, we're just starting up. Uh, Sorry, our first service is gonna be there." I was like, "Bro, I can't, bro. I'm, 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 way too invested in my church." And at the time, it was literally. I, and they always say, "Like, bro, you're not that important." Like in the in the Christian way, he's like, "Bro, trust me. Like, you could take like now. I know. Like, you could take a step back. It's a healthy practice, right? Like, right. you train others to. That's the the quality of a leader is to train others to delegate, so that like, you could take a break." but at that time it was literally if I didn't show up on Sunday the church can't can't happen you know like mm. i couldn't but when we voted for the church to like like bro i can't do this anymore that next sunday i was at, at at my church where i'm at now which is journey church i was there that next sunday as like a spectator i was like i don't want i've been i've been in ministry since since i can remember i want to sit down bro i'm not playing drums i'm not leading anybody i had the youth follow me um, but it was like that moment of like, hey bro, I'm not your leader anymore, mm-hmm. and that was also awkward too, like, because the church disappeared and all these people needed somewhere to go, mm-hmm. you know, and it was a season where like, the second time where I remember God being real to me, because I had two, I had a crossroad. It was like, hey, I could leave church and never go back because I just wasted 23 years of my life, um, and everything that I thought was true, a lie, gone, or. God, I need you to move. I need you to work. I need you to guide me because like this is this is scary. I don't know what what's true anymore. Mm. I don't have a church at the moment, granted I just started visiting this church, right? But it's like what I knew to be church just crumbled. And I feel like I I just I sat down for a little bit and and just and just I received, man, and it was it felt really good. And I saw God like God became real in a sense to where I didn't have somebody telling me who God was. I didn't have anybody teaching me about God. I didn't have a place to go figuratively anymore, at least the place that my tabernacle or my house of worship was gone, was destroyed. So I had to create that, you know? So it became, it went from me, a mediator or the medium and God to like me and God directly. And I think God really like showed who he was um, in that season and, and, and yeah, man, I was able to, I don't know, I was able to move. I was like to grow in a way that I wasn't growing before. That stagnant uh, season that I was in, <laughs> obviously, there was a breakthrough. There was a breaking, but also a breakthrough as well. I was able to break that roof. It was tough. It hurt. Still healing from it because there was a lot of scars. But I feel like through that, I was able to elevate past where I was, where I was at. I think the Bible's full of examples of people seek God when they're desperate. Right. I think God is, it sh- is shown when, you, when you're desperate for him. You know, it's hard to, and it sucks, right? But we don't, when things are good, we don't seek God, mm-hmm. right? We should, but we don't. But when we're like, I have, I'm at the end of my ropes. I don't see, I don't f- have an exit strategy. There's no fire escape. Everything is literally ablaze. I think that's when God uh, shows himself um, and was in our imperfection. He's made perfect. So during that season, I was just desperate to seek an answer know I've never been one to question God like yo God why is this this like mm-hmm. I've never been filled with resentment towards God I've always questioned him but like as a son like why are you doing this or why is this like what's the reason for this and man I feel like I broke a lot of I feel free now like it's funny because you don't feel like you're oppressed until you receive freedom mm-hmm. I think when you're free you look back and be like wow I lived in those conditions mm-hmm. right that breakthrough kind of I feel like has put me in a position to be an example and lead others to what freedom in Christ really looks like, right? Mm. To walk in love but sanctified, right? Stay sanctified but love, live through love, walk through love and not necessarily hold on to these like laws that have been placed by a leader mm. uh, 30, 40 years ago, yeah. you
1: know, Um what do you think, what do you think the, the Lord is now in this season of your life? You're 28 now. 28 years old. Um, you did 11, 11 years of, 11 of, years of, of ministry, youth, of youth, yeah. youth ministry. I think ministry in general, yeah. Ministry, yeah. <laughs> um, now you're doing music. Mm-hmm. You're really good at it. Thank you. <laughs> what is the Lord trying to do? What do you feel the Lord is leading you into? What is he? What is the vision, the calling that he's placed in your life? Yeah, the
0: vision is take the God aspect out of the equation, right? Jesus as the person. I feel like how Jesus, there's a beauty in how Jesus walked, Mm. like as a man. And I feel like God is really putting me in in positions where I could be an example of Mm. that. You know, not like trying to sound self-righteous or anything, but like to show what real love looks like, to show what freedom looks like, to show what like how to speak as a Christian without being self-righteous, without Mm. being... Certain ways that we know, we all know. I don't even have to speak into, like, what church hurt really is, uh, but it's it's real. You know what I'm saying? I've gone through, the majority of us who, like, been in church as long as I have, have gone through it, but, like, to show, like, this grace and being yourself and being how God has created you to be, but still striving to walk in love. Mm. And God's been opening doors. And the vision is just that. I think just create good art, create good music, create good videos, create good graphics, create be a leader in design, be a leader in art, mm. be the best at it, excel, right? We're called to move in excellence and not necessarily worry about what you're supposed to do or supposed to look or so how you're supposed to speak within the Christian world. Just like, just be free and walk. And I feel like a lot of barriers have been, I think started, I start off with a lot of like, Uh, pushback but now I've noticed patterns like oh cool that wasn't you guys weren't doing that before but there's freedom now Mm. you know what I'm saying so I think just just be an example of what it is to just like yo just create if your life is sanctified if your life is if you're worried if you're tending your well you don't have to worry about what's coming out of it you Mm. know and I think that's where I'm at right now
1: Right, it's like when the, when it talks about um, your mouth speaks what the what's hidden in your heart. One hundred percent. Right, it's it's what's inside, not yeah. exactly what people are seeing from the outside. Yeah. Um, when you look back at these your lifetime right now, right? Yeah. God willing, you have a lot more years to come. Amen. <laughs> um, what can you say in a nutshell that Jesus has done for you up to date?
0: Yo, Jesus has been faithful. In everything. In finances, like, I do full-time music and um, my wife's a teacher. Neither one of us have <laughs> a job that's like, you know, and, and, and you know, she, she studied and did her thing but teachers don't get paid. It's like, hmm. what I personally think they deserve, you know, but like, and me, I am an artist. Full-time, bro. Like, when is my next paycheck? I mean, the royalties check comes in but between that, shows, merch, I don't know. And I'm not big, big, like, that just yet, God willing, we're working towards it, but in the cool. meantime, like, I'm growing, you know what I'm saying? And there's been seasons where, like, it's been tough, it's been dry, but, like, walking on water isn't meant to be easy, mm-hmm. right? So what has Jesus done for me? God, bro, the Lord has shown out in my life in a way to where, like, I can't deny Him. And there's been times where I'm like, I don't know, man, I, God, like, there's been times where I question God, you know, I was like, God, like, are you really, like, and then I think back, i like, I mean, he's done X, Y, and Z for me, right? And he's just been faithful. He's kept his promises. You know what I'm saying? I've been promised this. I've been promised that. And just seeing and looking back, I'm like, oh, dang, bro. You really did open those doors. And you really did do that. And his favor, bro. The favor that God has shown in my life personally, and I'm just talking out of experience because I believe we all have favor. But, like, from what I've seen is, like, something to brag about. You know? I mean, it's,
1: it's levels to that favor for yeah. sure. <laughs> T- touch on that really quick, though, about the favor of God in, in your life. W- how have you seen it manifest in your life?
0: Bro, just <laughs> certain things happen. I was just like, bro, this is happening
1: to everybody. Like,
0: surface level, let's talk about music, right? A lot of, the majority of people who watch this or probably click on it and know me for my music. I've been writing music since nine, but like, I started, I set at 20, at 26. I, in 2019, in 2019, I said, "Hey, I'm going to." I felt it in my heart. I prayed about it. I fasted for three. I fasted for 21 days. Three days into it, God said, "Hey, let's do it. Quit your job."
1: I'm like, "Let's
0: keep this." Uh, I got. I got a few more days left. Let's. Uh, but like, I felt it, and and I pulled the trigger, and I I stepped out of the boat, and I put my feet on the water, and I've been walking ever since. Right seven months of quitting my job and doing music I get picked up to do a tour with one of my favorite artists who's never heard of me prior you know or maybe he has but I don't know but I've just been a—I was a fan you know what I'm saying I get a face, FaceTime call he's like bro what the heck like we're talking and then I get on a tour sold out 10 out of the 12 dates and bro I'm new to this you know and it wasn't a, a effort of mine alone right it was like a group effort but like seeing like Yo, God, you chose me. Like, I'm here. Nobody else is here. I'm here. And this is a, a small example, Grant. And, and I mean, we could talk about other things, but just like seeing how God's just been like opening doors and the whole the Netflix movie we were talking about earlier. Like the Netflix movie. Like anybody else could have been on it. Bro, I got five songs on the Netflix movie. Say but, the name, just so people know. Yo, shout out uh Blue Miracle. <laughs> but it's like it's little things like that, bro, that you just think back and like that is favor, you know, and sometimes yeah. like because this, it's ministry, but it's business, you know, what I'm saying we strategize, we work. There's a lot of things that go behind the scene behind the scenes so we could take these things for granted. Mm. But like sitting down and, and counting your wins, bro, you really see like, oh, God, you really did that. Like, wow. you've been good. You've been faithful. A little bit of God's favor
1: (laughs) Uh, That's powerful The fact that you fasted too And you really heard from God You know Shows the power of like Man really just Surrendering it all to Him And allowing Him to guide us Yeah And obviously we see the fruit of it So man thank you for sharing that For anybody that's Like watching right now um, Whoever's watching Or listening to your testimony um, What are some last words That you can offer to them
0: I would say Two things One just be true to who you are, be true to yourself. I think there's a beauty in personality. God created you the way you are for a specific reason. And, and, and I know that's like a, a juxtaposition, not juxtaposition, but it's like, cause people was like, yeah, God created you to be who you are, but God wants you to change and grow. Like true, I do believe that there's a constant search for excellence that we have to do on a day to day, but there's a beauty in all that you've gone through. Like your trials, your hurt, your pain has shaped you to be a certain way and I think there's a beauty in that and be true to who you are, but also have faith in what God is doing in your life. Have have reckless faith, have blind faith, have ignorant faith, you know, to where like, I trust God, to where people feel like you're being almost irresponsible because <laughs> it makes people uneasy when you're just like, I just trust in God. I'm working, right? But I trust that God's doing something. Um, I think that that's a formula for for beautiful things to happen. Trust that God made you a certain way and trust that God is working a certain way in your life.